0: hello everyone welcome to wheelie glad I am so glad to be back on the podcast sorry that I didn't release an episode last week I kind of just needed a week to get back on my feet have I gotten back up on my feet not sure about that but I have been trying I've been struggling pretty bad the past week um, and actually I was writing the notes for this podcast this specific episode and I started to spiral and And things just went downhill from there because today's episode is about love. And that's, I guess, a hard topic for me to talk about. But I chose the topic for this episode. I want to talk about it. Now I'm in a better place where I can talk about it. But I did spiral and (laughs) have a hard time writing my notes last week. So that is why this episode is a week late. So thank you for being patient with me. I know a couple of you have reached out to me and you're like, what the heck, I need my podcast episode on love And I'm like, okay, I am so sorry because talking about love is just hard for me, I guess. And that's just because I'm traumatized, but oh well. Um, So I will give a trigger warning for anyone else who thinks that this will be a sensitive topic to talk about. We're talking about love, being in love, loving someone with a mental illness, um, love languages, anything like that. If that triggers you, like if you just got out of a serious relationship, if you just got dumped... um, maybe maybe skip this episode. I won't be offended. I won't be hurt. I just want you to be happy and feel the best that you can feel. And I know that where I was at last week writing this episode, I definitely wasn't at the best place to talk about love. But now I'm in a better place. And now my medication is in my system. Oh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention. Last week, part of the reason why I kind of spiraled and was not doing well, was because I ran out of my meds, and I didn't take them. My bad. Don't do that. Highly don't recommend. Um, But yeah, it definitely had some sketchy side effects, and I was really unwell. I was unwell. But I'm better now. I have my meds in my system. I'm in a better and happier place, um, and I feel like I can talk about this. It is hard to talk about for me. It's hard for anyone to talk about love if you've been heartbroken so many times which is completely understandable, so if that's you, and if you feel like you don't want to hear about other people's love stories and talk about that kind of stuff, click off. I won't be hurt um, at all. I don't get paid to do this. I do it because it's fun, and I like it, so so if you don't want to listen to it, it doesn't really affect me. I just want you to be happy, so there's your little trigger warning and invite Um, But we are going to talk about some fun stuff. There are some really cute love stories in here, and I want you to stick around if You want to hear about loving someone with a mental illness because there's some really good key points in there that I think need to be talked about and I'm just gonna start off basically by saying and just like clearing the air Loving someone with a mental illness. I asked on my Instagram. How do you love someone with a mental illness? and you guys obviously Like, you just love them. Like, that is just obvious. Um, But there's more to it, I think, that needs to be said because certain people um, are toxic and um, are mean to people with mental illnesses and not respectful of them. And some people, honestly, just aren't educated enough to the point where they honestly don't know how to help people with a mental illness and how to love them. So that's why I asked that question. But it goes without saying that to love a person with mental illness, you just love them, okay? You just love them unconditionally like you would love anyone else. So I just wanted to clear the air because there were some people that were like, what do you mean? How do you love someone with a mental illness? It's, it's obvious, you just love them. So I just wanted to clear the air there. Um, but yeah, today we're talking about love. So we're gonna cover some love stories, um, love languages, what it's like to be in love. But most importantly, how how it is to love someone with a mental illness i think that's the main takeaway i want you guys to have because um the mentally ill folk so all of us um we need extra attention and extra love and lots of people aren't educated and don't know how to love someone with a mental illness so i think that's a really important thing that i want to talk about and that is at the end of the episode so stay tuned for that But first, we're going to talk about the fluffy stuff and all the love stories and stuff. So stay tuned for that. Um, But before we get into everything, you guys know the drill. I do highs and lows at the beginning of every episode. So the high of my week, I guess the high of my past two weeks, is that I got a spray tan and I got my eyebrows done, (laughs) which I know is such a small, simple thing, but it really does wonders for my confidence. Um... I am an esthetician school right now, so I'm learning stuff like that. I'm learning eyebrows, waxing, spray tans. Well, I've already learned all that stuff. Um, Facials, all that kind of stuff. It's so fun. I love it. I'm so excited to get my license and get my career started being an esthetician. So excited for that. But I, I just love that kind of stuff. Like I used to get facials all the time, and it literally... I would be a changed new woman after each treatment that I would get. And so I got a tan and I got my eyebrows done. And wow, my confidence through the roof, through the roof, so much that somebody told me to calm my ego down, which is like, okay, uh, who even are you? I don't know you don't talk to me. I am actually being confident for the first time in my life. So literally get away from me. Do not (laughs) try to put out this fire because I've been insecure for my whole life so you're done is basically what I have to say about somebody telling me to calm down my ego because I kind of need to have an ego after hating myself for so long anyways we love self-love we love confidence I'm here for it anyone who is confident in themselves I don't think it's selfish at all I think go ahead and love yourself go ahead and be confident go ahead and have an ego because it's a lot better than absolutely hating yourself and being super insecure sorry for that weird tangent um Oh, Sorry, Bella. <laughs> Anyways, I got a tan, got my eyebrows done, and I feel great. I feel way confident, and um, I feel beautiful, honestly. Highly recommend um, doing aesthetic services. I think it's so fun, and it can really boost your confidence. Um, if you are going to get treatments done, um, hit me up because I will get tips. Just <laughs> Hit me up, though, because I do want clients, and I want to be able to learn and learn. And to get more experience, that way, when I do get my license, I can build clientele and start my own little side hustle. So if you're interested in doing eyebrows, here's my little um, plug. If you're interested in doing your eyebrows, eyelashes, a facial, a massage, nails, um, anything like that, hit me up. I do everything but hair, pretty much. So hit me up. Um, I would love to do a service for you. And if you're a listener outside of Utah... Go ahead and come on down to Utah. Skate with me and I will also give you a facial. (laughs) So that's my high for the week. Um, My low is that, like I said earlier, um, I've been kind of in a bad place. I'm doing a lot better now, okay? Usually when I get depressed, it lasts a couple days and then I kind of go more into manic mode and then I level out again. That's just how I work. It's different for everyone, but um, I definitely was in a really dark place last week. Um, Not in a good place at all. And I spiraled and was very, very not good. (laughs) I was unwell. And so I actually decided to take a leave of absence from work. I'm not working right now, which in a way is a low because I have no source of income, which kind of sucks for me right now. But also I... I think it's completely valid and I just want to say that mental illness is a real illness. It's just like any other physical illness. If you need to take a leave of absence for your illness, whether it's mental or physical, that's completely valid and should be legal and you should face absolutely no discrimination, no questions asked about it because taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking care of your physical health. And that's on period. But yeah, that is my low for the week. I have been more depressed and I am not working right now. Um, So I'm just vibing, you know, I'm doing school and I'm doing my best to get back up on my feet, like I said, and try to build a happier, more productive life. I feel like in life we just go through phases where we're just like, okay, I've, you know, my crown has fallen again. I got to get back up and I got to do better. You know, you know, and we just have to take a step back, and we just have to rebuild. I feel like I feel like that's at least how my life works. I do really well, and then I crash and burn, and then I pick myself up again, and I just make my way back up and do really well again, and then I fall again. You know, that's that's life. You it's just ups and downs, and so that's what I'm going through right now. I am kind of in the phase where I'm picking myself back up, and that's okay, completely valid. Um, but anyways. Let's get into the responses. Let's talk about love now that the highs and lows are done. Make sure that you are ready to hear about people's love lives. If it makes you jealous, if it makes you sad, please don't listen to this because we don't want any negativity. We don't want any negative feelings here. Good vibes only, positive vibrations only, okay? So... Stick around if you're able to be in that good vibe, okay? Thank you. That's another trigger warning. <laughs> okay, so the first question that I asked on my Instagram was, have you ever been in love? So the, uh, the results were 82% said yes, which is 645 votes. So 645 people said that they have been in love before. 18% said no. So 141 people said that they have never been in love. Which, honestly, you guys, I don't even know where I fall when it comes to this question. Because <laughs> I'm like, like yeah, I'm pretty sure I've been in love before. But I don't know, have I been like in love before? Or have I just been in relationships where I have loved you know being in a relationship and not actually been in love you know what i mean because there's a definite difference and so i i feel like yes i i've kind of been in love before but have i though have i though i don't know um and then the 18 that said no like i feel like i'm i don't know you guys i'm on the fence because i've been in love before but it's never been real you know and so does it count Does it make any sense? I'm not making any sense, so sorry you guys. (laughs) Maybe love isn't real, I'm not sure. Um, But it definitely is though. I just, I don't think I've ever experienced it the way it should be, which is pretty sad. So anyways, moving on. (laughs) The next question that I asked was, are you currently in love with someone? And the results for this, it was pretty darn close. So it was fifty-eight percent said yes. So four hundred and sixty-seven people voted yes. I am currently in love with someone. Forty-two percent. So three hundred and thirty-six people said no. I am not currently in love with someone. I am in that category. I am in the no category for this one. Um, I am not currently in love with someone. Kind of wish I was though. It would be nice, but not. That's not where I'm at in life right now. Totally okay. Totally valid. Life is a journey. We have to validate where we where we are at in the present moment. Never it's never good to dwell on the past of when we were in love in the past and it's also it can be bad to you know kind of dwell on the future and be like, "Oh, I wish I was in love," you know? Like I I wish I had a husband, I wish I had blah blah blah, I wish I had a family and an amazing loving relationship, but that can also be damaging. So, loving where we're at right now Where I'm at right now, I'm not in love with anyone right now, and that's okay. I mean, it gets sad some days, it gets lonely, but that's just where I'm at on my personal growth journey, and that's okay. Um, So those are the results for that. So the first question that I asked that wasn't a poll was, what is the best part about being in love? And when I started... (laughs) when I started typing my notes for this question that's when things kind of went downhill for me I started spiraling because I, I realized wow being in love is awesome okay and this is the part where I'm like okay yeah maybe I have been in love because I feel like I can relate to these responses um but you know I'm not in love anymore so it's like was it really love because it didn't last you know what I mean so that's where I'm at with that but yeah going over these responses was pretty hard for me because it's like wow being in love is phenomenal (laughs) it's awesome and I wish that I was in love because it feels amazing and you'll see what I mean when I get into the responses so the first response says the best part about being in love is intimacy and I agree this is an amazing amazing part of being in love but I also want to talk about the difference between love and lust because intimacy is in that category. So what I've realized over time is that intimacy it not just about being sexual with someone. It's so much more than that. And I didn't realize this until recently actually in my previous relationship. I didn't realize that being intimate with someone is not just being physical. It's when there's actual emotion involved. So it's not where you're just going absolutely crazy and sucking each other's faces, okay? It's not that. Although that is fun. But it's where you're, you know, kissing passionately. And where you're pulling back every few minutes just to look at each other in the eyes and say I love you. And smile. And like I know that's so cheesy and like lame. But that's amazing. That's what intimacy really is and how it should be. It shouldn't be about sucking face and just going wild, although that is fun, I will admit, love that as well, but I much more prefer being intimate with someone where there is emotion involved, and where we're just so happy and smiling at each other, and where we say kind things to each other while we're being physical with each other, like, I love you, and you're so amazing, I'm so glad you're in my life, you know, stuff like that, that's when you know it's love, that's when you know it's truly intimate, rather than it being lustful. And that's, of course, just my opinion. Um, But I also want to say, for those of you who do not know much about Utah, a lot of people have been intrigued by the fact that I live in Utah. Um, There is something in Utah called a NICMO, okay? I don't know if this is a thing in other states, but it's a big thing in Utah. Basically, what a NICMO is is a non-committal makeout session. Okay, this is like an actual thing. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> it's kind of why I hate Utah. But basically, people will get on dating apps and just say Nickmo question mark, non-committal makeout question mark, and people will just, you know, meet up and just like make out with each other and then just like ghost each other and that's it. Okay, I'll be honest. I've been through a hoe phase. Everyone does. Okay, you're lying if you said you don't. But I definitely used to do this. I definitely used to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go have a Nickmo with someone. And it's so fun in the moment, okay? But afterwards, you're like, wait, what? Like, that didn't do anything for me. This is just how I feel. But what I've realized from doing Nickmos and actually kissing someone you're, you're actually in love with and actually being intimate, it is so much more worth it to actually kiss someone intimately than it is to have a non-committal make out with a stranger okay that I feel like should be factual but it is my opinion because some people really enjoy NICMOs but for me I would way rather be in love and actually have emotion be involved because it just it's just better that way it just is so much more fulfilling that way um so yeah that's a fun fact about Utah NICMOs is a thing look it up or maybe don't look it up but Yeah, it kind of sucks. I hate you, Tom. Get me out of here. This is a cry for help. Okay, the next response says, um, the best part about being in love is the feeling of being complete. I think this one is a little controversial because I feel like there's two sides. Because I I agree, sometimes I don't feel um, complete unless I'm in a relationship. Um, But I also have been told time and time again that we shouldn't need someone to complete us, and it's ha- It's just hard to know how to be enough for yourself, you know? It's hard to find that balance where you can find someone that completes you, but also I think it's important to be complete and to be enough for yourself on your own. And so this one, this one I don't know how I feel about it, because where I'm at right now, I don't think I'm fully enough for myself. I am single right now, and I absolutely hate it. <laughs> I don't feel complete and I think that's something I personally need to work on because I want to feel complete being on my own because I feel like once you do feel whole and once you do feel complete by yourself being single, once you get with someone, they can fully complete you but if you're already complete enough, the relationship will go so much better. You know what I mean? Did that make any sense? I'm just going to move on. I I feel like that made no sense. But I feel like if you're complete by yourself, you can be completed by someone else. But you'll be complete yourself. And so the relationship will be more complete because you're more complete in who you are. But also this person is completing you. Count how many times I say complete. Let me know in my DMs. Actually, don't. That will hurt my feelings. I'm fragile. Okay, the next response says, also, I hope you guys understand my sense of humor, because some people don't, and, like, it's seriously, like, it's bad. Like, I'll, like, post a video, like, on my Snapchat story of me, like, banging my head against a wall, and, like, people be like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? What's wrong? And I'm like, bro, like, it's, it's like a joke, you know? Like, uh, I don't know. I have a weird sense of humor, but I hope you guys know that I'm okay. Like, obviously, if I wasn't okay, I wouldn't be here podcasting. Obviously, I struggle sometimes, but for the most part, I'm okay, and I just joke a lot. And that doesn't mean I'm not dying. Wait, that made no sense. No, okay, me joking about being sad doesn't mean I'm insanely depressed. It just means that... I'm struggling a little bit, but I'm joking about it to help me cope, if that makes sense. Anyways. (laughs) Okay, the next response says, I just fell in love for the first time, and it's kind of like being high. I feel like I'm high on life. I totally get this. I agree in every way. This may have been one of the responses that made me a little bit sad because, (laughs) because I totally relate. Like, when I am in love, like, I just feel amazing. I feel high because it feels so good. It honestly makes life worth it when you're in a loving relationship. And for me, where I'm at right now, obviously this is why I have some stuff to work on, but being single, life just feels dull. And I know it shouldn't be that way, but when you're in love, it kind of ignites a fire in you that just makes life more exciting. And that's just how it is for me. The next response says, The everyday butterflies are the best part of being in love, even when it's a bad day. This, I'll say, is when you know you're truly in love with someone. I've been in several relationships before, and I feel like there's different levels of butterflies that you can feel. I've been in a relationship where the butterflies were so immaculate, where I was literally head over heels, and I've been in some relationships where... There's a couple initial butterflies, but then they fizzle out over time, and they don't really come back. And I've also been in some relationships where the butterflies are so amazing that they literally never leave, even after the relationship is over. That's when you know it's real. And I've come to the point that, where, and where I've realized that I don't want anything less than that. Like, when I'm in love with someone, the butterflies better be immaculate, and they better never leave. Um... I don't want anything less than that. And anything less than that is settling. So maybe I'll be single for the rest of my life. But honestly, having the butterflies and the spark there, like, it makes it so much more worth it. Um, And that's just me. Everything I say is my opinion. So don't come for me. (sighs) Okay, the next response says, the best part about being in love is randomly looking at them and you get the overwhelming feeling that everything is good and right. I wanted to share this response because it's very important. This is something that I wish I had been told before I got married and ended up divorced because when I was with my husband before we got married, I always looked at him and I kind of was filled with dread and confusion. Every time I thought about our relationship, I was confused and I was so, so doubtful. That's not a relationship I ever want to be in ever again. If you're in a relationship with someone where you have a few doubts every now and then and where you're not a hundred percent sure that they're your person and that you're happy with them, get out, run. Because when you're in love with someone, you want to be absolutely sure of it. So next time, for me at least, when I fall in love, I want to be able to look at them and have the feeling and just know it's right and just know it's good without a doubt. Because I, will, I don't want to be divorced again. And I don't want to ever have that feeling again where I'm confused about someone I'm in a relationship with. It's not fun. Next response says, the best part about being in love is having someone there with you. And then another person said, the company of another soul. So something that I've realized is that most people in life are lonely. And nobody likes being lonely. Some people like being alone. Obviously, it's different. I talked about that in my last episode. But sometimes the best part about being in love is just the fact that you don't have to be alone. This is the thing I struggled with most once I got out of my divorce. Um, The hardest part was just going to bed because for a year and a half, I was going to bed with someone else. And so honestly, it's really hard to be alone. And sometimes the best part of being with someone is just the fact that there's no more whole in your life because you aren't alone all the time. I think I think that's when that hits home for me. Um, okay, the next response says they literally just said smiling hits different. And I love this comment because it's so true. I feel like when you're in love, literally everything hits different. Like literally everything. Going out to dinner, it hits different because you're with someone that you absolutely love being with. Doing literally anything. Going on a hike together, it hits different because you're joking with each other and just Having so much fun. Like, everything in life hits different when you're in love. It just makes life worth it, honestly. (laughs) Oh, this is where it gets hard for me. I wish, I wish I had a loving relationship in my life. But that's just not where I'm at right now. And that's totally fine. God has other plans for me. So whatever. Okay, next response says, Finally finding a healthy love after decades of settling for garbage partners is what makes love that's what the best part of love is for them this one hits home for me because that's what I've been through um I've had so many garbage partners um and I've realized and I just want to make a PSA for everyone listening I just want to drill into y'all's heads to never settle I promise you it is literally so so easy to get in a relationship with anyone It's so easy to date just anyone it's so easy to be in a relationship just because you don't want to be alone it's so easy to be in a relationship just so that you can have attention and get compliments and whatnot and just have the feeling of being with someone but i promise you it is not worth it unless you have something that's real and have a love that's actually healthy I promise you if you wait for a healthy love life and a healthy loving relationship, no matter how long it takes, I promise you it will be so, so worth it. Never settle, okay? And if you have a feeling in your stomach right now thinking about your boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other that you're with right now that you feel kind of queasy and weird thinking about them and you're not so sure, "Mm, red flag red flag. I'm not saying that you should dump your partner, but I don't know. I don't know. Just kidding. Do whatever you want. It's your life. Okay. The next question that I asked was, I basically just said, tell me about your love stories. This is the part that's super cheesy, super cliche, but super fun because they're cute little love stories I don't know I thought it was really fun to read all of them obviously I can't share all of them because there's like a million but I picked my favorites um I hope you guys like them I picked seven of my favorites so let's get into it the first one is one of my favorites um it says he helped me pop a zit on my back that I couldn't reach and that's (laughs) that's all they said but this this is true love okay Maybe I'm just saying this because I'm a training esthetician, but anyone that I've ever dated that has been grossed out by pimple popping, okay, immediately no. Immediately red flag, okay? If you're actually in love with this person, like you're, you're going to want to be with them for a long time or maybe forever, so they shouldn't be grossed out by anything, but if they're grossed out by a pimple on your face or by popping it, Yeah, no, that's not someone you want to be with forever. I'm so sorry, but immediately, no. Um, But I thought that was cute. They helped pip a zit on your back that you couldn't reach. That's true love. That is true love right there. Keep that person around. Next response says, It was imperfect and it was flawed, but I have never been happier. And now that it's gone, I miss it so much. So this is a love story, but also kind of a heartbreaking story. It breaks my heart, honestly, because I feel like I relate a little bit. Because I feel like the reason why love is so beautiful sometimes is because it is imperfect. Because when you're in a relationship, it's two people devoting their lives to each other. It's people being vulnerable with each other. You're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. But you're devoted to each other. It might be messy, but it's beautiful because you're bound together by that love that you have for each other. The other part that they say is, now that it's gone, I miss it so much. Which leads me to my point that I think whatever relationship you're in right now, if it's a good one, if you're absolutely head over heels in love and you feel safe and secure in your relationship right now, take a moment to just be grateful for that. Because I mean, I know this sucks and it's kind of dark to say this, but they could leave you at any moment, whether they break up with you or whether they, you know, leave your life in some other traumatic way. Um, you never know when someone could leave. Um, and maybe that's really dark of me to say, but I also feel like it's a good thing to realize because we should always be so, so grateful for what we have. And I kind of wish that I had done that in my previous relationship. I wish I would have stepped back and been like, wow, like my boyfriend is pretty amazing. I feel so grateful and lucky because I feel like if I had been more grateful, um, then maybe it would've not been so bad, if that makes sense. Sorry, just talking about it, I kind of almost blacked out just talking about that because my previous relationship was very traumatic for me. Anyways, it's very important to be grateful for what you have, and it's also a good point that relationships can be messy sometimes, but the point that they make is that they had never been happier. If you're in a relationship where you have never been happier, hold on to that and be so, so grateful for it. Next response says, my boyfriend and I met on Tinder and we've been together for four and a half years now. It can happen. I believe this can happen. I dated someone from Tinder. We dated for a long time and we almost got married, actually. Um, we didn't. I got married to someone else. Big mistake on my part. But I just, I just want to say, I think there's a stigma behind dating apps, um, because it's true, dating apps are sucky most of the time, they're not very great, it's usually trash people on there, um, but (laughs) I say that and I'm on dating apps, like, oh, okay, I'm trash, basically, is what I'm saying, but no, it's true, it can be really hard to find a real relationship on a dating app, but it is possible, um, Like I said, one of the times where I had been literally the most in love I had ever been in my life was when I was dating someone from Tinder. So it can happen. And this story, this person's love story, is an example of that. So if you've lost hope, maybe hop on Tinder, Hinge, uh, Bumble. I don't know what other ones are out there. But you never know. You You could find a companion from a dating app because it is possible. It's hard, but it's possible. Okay, the next response says... I'm in love with a girl who has a boyfriend. And they said, it's genuinely such an awful experience, but I can't stop. I wanted to share this one because it's like, it's not like a perfect butterflies and rainbows, you know, response about a love story. But this one hits. Okay, it hits because I can admit that I'm kind of still in love with my ex. um, And a lot of the time, I feel like people... Say to me like, oh, just stop loving him. Like it's been months. Why? Why are you still stuck on him? And they don't understand that. Like I literally can't change the fact that like I still love him a little bit. You know. Um, and the part that sucks the most is that I feel like I a part of me still loves him, but he doesn't give a crap about me. He I'm probably not on his mind a single second of his day at all. Um, and. That, honestly, the fact that he's moved on and I haven't is literally equivalent to like a brick being dropped on my face from the top of a building. It sucks so, so bad. So I related to this comment. So I wanted to share it. Okay. The next response says, okay, this one's wild. This one, low key, like, are you lying? Like, let me know. (laughs) But this person said, we dreamt of each other before we met. He is now my boyfriend and my home. Okay, what? Literally what? Like I'm sobbing. Like what? This is so romantic. Like what? Like that part of me is like, "Okay, this isn't real. This is literally made up." Because like, why hasn't this happened to me? You know? I'm jealous. But I'm so happy for you, but like I'm jealous. Like what the heck? <laughs> Basically. Okay, the next response says, "I met my boyfriend in a psych ward. We weren't allowed to build relationships for good reasons." we ended up being together and moved in together right away. We have a dog now and have been living together for over a year. So cute. So cute. We love to see it. Um this is a love story if I've ever heard one. Um where was my where was my future person when I was in a mental hospital? Like where was my person? Cuz when I was in a mental hospital everyone was just like running down the hall screaming. Um Not me. (laughs) I was drugged so much that I slept literally for the entire three days that I was there, but whatever. Maybe I should do an episode on that, on like psych wards and mental hospitals. Maybe that would be too traumatic though. I don't know. Anyways, this is a cute love story. We love to see it. Okay, next response, and this is the last love story. They said, we met on a bus seven years ago, and we're married now. Okay, honestly, this is low-key, like, why I love riding the train. is because it's like, okay, like, when I'm on the train, I am the main character, and I look around, and I'm like, okay, any second now. <laughs> any second now. Oh, is that him? Oh, is that my person? Oh, like, any second now. And it never happens, but, like low-key like it might maybe I just need to ride the train more you know maybe I just need to like quit school and quit my job and just ride the train every day and like maybe maybe I'll meet my person that's really so dumb I never do that but like it happens okay it clearly happens it happened to this person so honestly catch me on the train how about that okay next question that I asked was how do you give your love language and how do you receive it so this question was kind of confusing i kind of realized that once i asked it cuz a lot of the responses were like words of affirmation and i was like that's not the question <laughs> but um what i meant by this question is like okay how how so obviously like whatever your love language is whether it's quality time physical touch gifts words of affirmation Um, How do you give your love language? So like if it's words of affirmation, like do you give them a ton of compliments or do you like write letters for them? Or if it's gifts, like do you surprise them with gifts a lot? Do you just do little acts of kindness? Well, I guess that's a separate love language, but how, how do you give your love language and how do you receive it? Like what does your significant other do for you? Like if you're if your love language is physical touch, like, do they hug you a lot? You know, do you have lots of spicy time? Like, whatever it is. So, sorry that question was confusing. Um, but the first response says that their love language is words of affirmation and that the way they give their love language of words of affirmation is by writing notes and collecting notes from friends, which I think is so, so sweet. I used to do this. I don't anymore, um, I wish, I wish there was a thing where you could like collect texts. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, it is a little note, but it's like on your phone. I wish note writing was like a thing still, but we are in the a, a day and age where technology is advancing and people don't really write on paper anymore. Um, kind of sad anyways. Um, but I thought this was really cute. Just keeping notes and giving notes. That's way cute. I want to start doing that. Just little post-its, just leave them for people. That's way cute. Okay, the next response says, my love language is gifts, but my husband's is physical touch and we are still working on finding a balance. I think this is really important when um, you are in a relationship. I think, you know, obviously you need to be aware of who or what your significant other's love language is. And obviously you need to give that to them and they need to give you their, your love language. It can be hard to find that balance. And so I really like this response because it it does take work. It does take effort. Um, That was another response. I didn't put it in um, the notes, but someone said effort, which I feel like goes without saying like any relationship you're in, like there should be effort um, because that's like the bare minimum. But um, I think when it comes to giving your love language and receiving it, like, it does take a lot of effort if you guys have such different love languages. And I think that's something that you need to communicate with your partner. I think um, when you're in a relationship, communication is key. You should always be talking about, like, hey, my love language is physical touch. They should just know what it is. And... As time goes on, you should be like, hey, like I'm in need of some physical touch right now. Just communicate with them. Just be open and honest. Just say like, hey, I need some extra hugs. Hey, I would love to spend a few hours with you and get some quality time. Hey, I would love a little act of service. Can you do the dishes? Anything like that. I think communicating, finding that balance and helping each other is really important. Okay, the next response says, I give by doing things for others, but honestly will accept and appreciate all of the love types hold on (coughs) oh so sorry um i found this really interesting um i don't know i i honestly don't know what my love language i know i know what i receive my love languages are um words of affirmation and physical touch i don't know what my giving love language is i i've never really thought of that Um, but this person said that they that they, they receive any love language. Like, they appreciate and accept any kind of love, love language, but their, rela- their love language that they give to others is by just, like, acts of service. So I find that interesting. Everyone's different. Everyone has their thing. The next response is physical touch by being open and honest with them when we want physical affection and intimacy. This is kind of what I said already. If your love language is physical touch... Like this response it's very important that you're telling your partner hey i need to do the nasty right now okay just be straight up i need to do the nasty and they should give it to you okay next response is gifts and quality time for sure and they said i'm a big fan of little dates little dates okay i love little dates dates don't always have to be some huge extravagant thing i really like going on little dates the other day i went on a little date where I went to Target with someone from a dating app. And um, it was like a 15-minute date. And like I loved it. It was perfect because it gave me the time to get to know the person and have a fun little outing and also realize I wasn't interested in the person and then drop them off and go home. So I feel like little dates are a great a great thing I don't know how that relates to love languages though I don't know why I said that sorry okay next response says literally give and take I love giving gifts and receiving gifts but also giving and receiving secrets this is interesting this is like a love language I haven't heard of before giving and receiving secrets that's like spicy I like that I think that's fun I feel like that's just what being vulnerable is, though. I think being vulnerable with your partner is important. The next response says jokes. Totally agree. I think having humor in your relationship, so important. So important. I've been in so many relationships, okay? And I've kind of realized over time what I like, what I don't like. And humor is essential for me. I have been in relationships where like they're an amazing, awesome person, but we don't have the same sense of humor and they can't make jokes and it's just not fun. You know what I mean? That I feel like is essential in a relationship. You need to be able to joke with each other. The next response says, give with food and receive with long hugs. I love a good long hug. We love to see it. The next response says, asking them what they need and how you can help. This is so important. When you are in a relationship with someone, it is so important that you are communicating and that you are asking them what they need from you. I think I think if I was ever this has never happened to me, but I think if if I was ever in a relationship where they just came to me and they said, Hey, like what can I do for you right now? Like what do you need from me? Like how can I help you with your with feeling loved? Like I would be dumbfounded, dumbfounded first of all because that's never happened to me. But I'd be like, wow, like, thank you so, so much. I actually am kind of running low on, on hugs and kisses. So I could use that or say like, I've been running low on acts of service. Like, can you help me around the house? Like if someone asked that to me, like, wow, I think that's the number one way to show you love someone is if you just ask how you can help them, <laughs> honestly. That's a big one. Okay. The next response is the last response and it says chest bumps, hugs, and a fair share of household chores. I like this one because it took me back to my marriage. (laughs) Okay. I was married and my ex-husband would not help me with household chores at all. Um, I did 100% of the work in the house. Um, I like this person's response because they said that there should be a fair share of household chores, okay? Mm, Period. There should be a fair share. It should be equally split between both partners, okay? It should not fall on the woman, okay? I am not a slave. Um, You, we are both living in this house together, so we should both be taking care of it. Um, And that's on, period. So that's why I wanted to share that response. Okay, (laughs) I could go on and on about that, but I really shouldn't. Okay, the next question that I asked, which is the last question. I asked more questions, but I just don't have time to share them. I need to stop doing that. I always ask too many questions, and then I can't get to them all. So my bad. But we are now going to talk about loving someone with a mental illness. This is the most important part of the episode. So if you've made it to this part, thank you so much for sticking around, because these responses are very important and I'm very excited to get into them because this, edu- this kind of education needs to be shared. Everyone should know about these things. Okay. So the question is, how do you love someone with a mental illness? The first person said, you love them just like you'd love anyone else. Okay, period. I kind of said that in the beginning. You... They How do I even say this? Okay, like, they're human. And if you love them, you love them. It doesn't matter if they have a mental illness okay them having a mental illness is just the same as them if they had cancer okay it's an illness why why should it be any harder or difficult to love someone that has an illness okay you wouldn't look at someone that has cancer or any that's just the one that's coming to mind but you wouldn't look at someone that has cancer and be like oh, I don't don't know how to love you. No, no. If they have an illness, you love them regardless because that's what love is. It's unconditional. So loving someone with a mental illness, you love them just like you would anyone else because that's what love is. The next response says, sorry, these responses are going to get heated because I'm very passionate on this topic. Okay, the next response says, stay with them. Let you let them know that you're there and talk to them and let them know that they are not alone. This one's so important. When someone is clearly going through something and they are struggling mentally, the last thing you should do is leave them. Literally, why would you do that? Like that's actually dumb. If someone is struggling, stay with them. Let them know that you're there for them don't let them be alone because that's when things can get scary and go to a dark place. If you have a mentally ill loved one and if you are unsure of how to take care of them, don't just ghost them. Ask them how you can help. And if anything, if you don't even know how to help them, just be there with them and be an ear for them to talk to. It's really not that hard. Um... Just love them like you would anyone else and just let them know that you're there for them because that's what they need. Okay, the next response says, in all caps, this person said, don't give up on them. This is so important. When it comes to loving someone who is going through a dark spot in their life with mental illness, it can be it can be tough for both people um, because... When someone is really depressed or really anxious and you love that person, you can be giving a lot to them because they need that, obviously. And so it can it can be kind of hard on you as well. And one of the other responses says when you're taking care of someone with mental illness, obviously you need to take care of yourself. But I feel like when you're taking care of someone with a mental illness and showing that you love them, you know, you got to be patient because they may have a hard time receiving that love. But the main fact that's so important is that you just can't give up. Because if you give up on them, they're not going to feel lovable. They're not going to feel worth it. They're going to be depressed and they're they're not going to be happy and it's going to make it worse for them. So if you have someone that you love with a mental illness, make sure you don't give up on them because they need you. And that's on period. <laughs> Okay, the next response says, patience and active listening. It's very important to be patient with someone struggling with mental illness. Depending on the mental illness, if they're depressed, you're going to have to be patient with them if they lay in bed all day. You're going to have to be patient with them. They can't control the fact that they have a chemical imbalance in their brain. They can't control the fact that they're so anxious that they can't even move. They can't control the fact that they're so depressed that they have no motivation to clean up the dishes piling in the sink okay if someone has bipolar if someone has borderline if someone has schizophrenia any of those things they can't control the fact that they you know are manic and are feeling really impulsive be patient with them listen to them if someone is really struggling and they are mentally ill and they do something that you know you don't understand don't judge them be patient and say hey i see that you're really struggling i see that you haven't left the house for weeks i see that you just spent a $1000 shopping <laughs> i am guilty of that i feel like if you see that you should be patient and just listen and say hey i can see that you're struggling in some way what can i do for you cuz Because obviously you're going through it. Either you're manic, you're depressed, whatever, you're anxious. Just be patient and listen to them. Because I'm sure they have a lot to say and that they would appreciate you listening to them. Okay, the next response says, you just do. Love literally has no rules. And that is so true. You just do. There's no rules to love. There shouldn't be any. Next response says, you have to acknowledge the effort that goes into their every day and appreciate them for it. If you've ever struggled with a mental illness, then you know that sometimes getting out of bed is like the hardest thing. It's it, Sometimes it feels impossible. And so when you're loving someone who is struggling with a mental illness, you have to acknowledge that. You have to acknowledge that them even brushing their teeth to, takes so much effort for them and is a victory and should be celebrated. So acknowledge that and realize That everything that they're doing to even stay alive and keep their head above water took so much effort for them and you need to appreciate them for it because they don't know how to appreciate themselves for it. Okay, next response says, offering any support possible and helping them when they are in a bad place. Period. Next response says, just like anyone else, sometimes with a little extra patience and love when needed. These are kind of getting repetitive, but it just, it's just obvious when someone is mentally ill, you love them just like anyone else. <coughs> I'm So sorry. Um, next response says, try to do healthy things for them and show them that they are loved. When I have been struggling with my mental illness, what means the most to me is when people like try to help me do things that are healthy for me. Like if someone comes to me and says like, let's go on a hike right now or let's go, let's go get some food at a healthy restaurant. Like friends that are supportive in a way where they, they motivate you to do things that are healthy for you, I think that is the most loving and kind thing you could do. Okay, sorry, my throat's getting really dry, um, but we're almost done. Um, the next response says, by accepting them for who they are as a whole person. And I wanna say about this, when you love someone who has a mental illness, don't love them because they have a mental illness. Love them because they're a human. Love them because of the person that they are. Because the person that they are is not their mental illness, okay? They're a real human who just happens to have a chemical imbalance, who just happens to have a disorder that they cannot control. So I think when you're loving someone, love them as a whole. Love them as a person, not as their, the mental illness that they have. The next response says, um, look at their heart, okay? When you love, when you're loving someone with a mental illness, it can be hard because they may lash out at you, um, because they're having a hard time. They may have anger issues. What you have to do is you have to look at their heart, look at their intentions. Obviously, they're not choosing to have these reactions, okay? They're not choosing to to be kind of crazed like they can be sometimes. I'm just speaking from my experience because I've been mean before. I've been angry. I've been kind of crazed and manic before. And when people take a step back and look at my heart and love me for who I am on the inside and not for who I am in a split second when my mind is kind of going crazy, that's, what, that's how I feel the most loved is when they see me for my heart. Next response says... Don't try to change them. Love them unconditionally with support. Period. Don't, don't, I feel like, I feel like it's never good if someone is struggling to, you know, try to change them and be like, oh, I can, that's the thing that frustrated me when I, when my mental health post went viral. It's like, if you come closer to Jesus, you won't be depressed anymore. It's like, okay, but like, that's not true. (laughs) And like, that's me, me talking to God more like, I don't know, maybe I won't get into that, but I I have a very good relationship with God and with Jesus. And when people like try to change me because of my mental illness, that gets pretty frustrating. Okay. The next response says, when you love someone, you should accept that person completely, including their pros and cons, period. Okay. I'm going to read the next few responses pretty fast just so we can get through them all the next one says don't try to read their minds don't be afraid to ask if their anxiety or depression is talking to them i love that one next response says take care of yourself so that you can take care of your significant other who is struggling mentally kind of mentioned that earlier next response says you love them the same as if they didn't have it but more lovingly so when you're loving someone with a mental illness love them just the same even if they didn't have that mental illness Next response says, listen to them, validate their emotions, hold them, and gently remind them to take their meds. That last one is very important. (laughs) I wish I had someone in my life that would remind me to take my meds because I would feel so loved if someone did that for me. (laughs) Next response says, pamper them when they hit a rough patch. No one does this for me. I have to do it for myself. Hence the reason why I got a spray tan and my eyebrows done. (laughs) It is important to pamper yourself. Um, but also being pampered by someone who loves you feels amazing. Couldn't be me though. <laughs> Next response says, this is the last response. They said, patience and understanding of who they are and who they were in the past and in the present. Cause I feel like we change. We all, we we're always changing. <coughs> oh, so sorry. Oh my gosh there's something in my throat uh okay I'm gonna I'm gonna end this podcast y'all this podcast is officially done but thank you so much for listening um the last question actually there's one more question that I asked and it was are you happier being in love or are you happier on your own these statistics were pretty interesting so I do want to share them before I end the podcast and take a fat gulp of water um (laughs) so the question was, are you happier being in love or being on your own? 69% said they're happier when they're in love. And 31% said they're happier on their own. So 323 said that they're happier in love. 144 said that they're happier on their own. I wish I was the 144 people that were happier on their own, but I am definitely happier when I am in love with someone. And that's just how I am. Anyways, you guys, so sorry that i have been coughing my lungs up um yikes i need to drink some water but or maybe i could just like actually have a professional recording setup that way i could like pause to take drinks of water or maybe i could just drink water while i'm recording but i didn't do that this episode and clearly it affected me but thank you guys so much for listening um i'm pretty proud of myself for getting through this episode it's hard to talk about love for me, but we did it, y'all, and it was fun, I loved hearing your guys' stories, um, I feel like I learned a lot from this, and now I kind of want to hop on Hinge and find a soulmate, honestly, because it's possible, that person shared their story, they met their person on Tinder, and so it can happen, so Tinder, watch out, all right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to Wheelie Glad, make sure you share this episode on your story, I will repost it, thank you so much for following my Wheelie Glad skating account and supporting my skating, And for supporting the podcast. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Love you. Bye.